This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with CMB. Live on Cliff Central. Welcome to the Thread Exchange. It's Siawonga Beile, live from the best podcast station in South Africa. This is Cliff Central. I'm here today with Amanda Black. Um, but let's open up the show with a nice song. I dedicate this to you. I, I feel like each time I hear someone with a, with a beautiful voice, I always think of you. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Let's hear the song. Let's hear it. This is Sober by Mahalia. I'm just sorry that there ain't no time left. This is CliffCentral.com That was Sober by Mahalia. You were asking me, is that Mahalia from South Africa? Yeah, well, I mean, you said Mahalia. So yeah. the first Mahalia that came to my mind was the yeah. one from here. Mahalia is amazing. No, that, that was a beautiful song. Let me have manners. Amanda Black, Suswam. Salubuli Salam. Unjani. Pilojani. Like, like, is that how you, like, come on. I know. Hello, everybody. My name is Amanda Black, and I just want to say hello to everybody. What day is it today? Guys, I have a huge crush (laughs) on Amanda Black, so she's not making this very easy. Um, I'm I'm going to try not to look at her while I do this interview. Should have came here wearing a a thing over my head, most. Yeah. Um, but I'm so ha- happy you're here. Thank you for like, having me. I feel me. like this has been so long overdue, and I think the first time I met you was at Summers 2016. Yes. Oh no no, I, no I met it you was sa- before then. It was some the was, Safters. It was the Safters. Was I the remember, Safters. and you were singing, yes. and I and I'd seen you for the first time live. I'd heard about you before. Yeah. I mean, of course, everyone has heard of Amanda Black. <laughs> so I've heard about you before, <laughs> and I've heard your voice, and I've heard your songs. But I remember during rehearsals when you were singing, and I was like. Damn. You know, like you sounded so good. And I think oh, I've you. been a fan ever since, like diehard fan, even I would say. I'm a diehard, obsessive fan, even I would say. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and like, I'm one of those people. I'm never too cool to say I'm someone's fan. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm never too cool. If I'm a fan, I'm a fan. And I think I'm, and I'm, I'm such a big fan. But you, you know what I'm a fan of actually is that, you know, I've, I've worked with a bunch of people in the industry and, what I like about you is you're so grounded and so you have this like silent confidence. Like when you walk into a room, you not say, Hey, look at me. I'm Amanda. I'm here, but we take notice. We feel the wow. energy from, from within you. And I've always, you've always been someone I admired and wanted to work with and stuff like that. And I think when I had the opportunity to bring you to my show, I was like, okay, this is the start of us collaborating. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also someone who's very opinionated about stuff. You know, you're not the kind of person to sit in silence. I follow you yeah. on Twitter and I see how <laughs> lit you are. So I was like, it would actually be quite interesting to, to invite you to my show and not talk about the obvious things yeah. that people would expect us to talk about. Mm-hmm. So people would expect us to talk about music and yeah. what are you working on? And like, I, that's boring, <laughs> you know, we've been doing it. Yeah. So, Right now, 2018, it's almost June on Thursday. Who is Amanda Black right now? Amanda Black is growing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm counting what it's, it's going to be my second year in the industry. Second. Second. Second year. I'm telling you. Um, well, obviously since the release of Amazon. Yeah. So I'm, I'm counting down the, 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 the days and the months and I'm like, yo. And I have to, obviously, I'm looking back. I'm like, yeah. who was I when I came in and what has changed and what has influenced me and what, what have I learned? So I'm, I'm in that process, man. I'm yeah. in that process. It's a realization of self because when I did come in the industry, obviously I thought I knew who I was and I still know who I was, like the core of who I am and where I come from. But yeah. I'm seeing a lot of, Little things that I have learned and I've picked up and I'm like, obviously things about myself, they're like, okay, oh. Yeah. And I'm growing. Growing. Yeah. So you're working. How do you balance that? Like, I mean, we both have public careers 
And, you know, growth can be quite a tricky thing where, you know, you have so many people looking up to you and they see you as a certain person. Yeah. But as you grow, you evolve. Your image evolves, yes. your thoughts evolve, yes. and also your opinions evolve. Yes, you definitely. know, so how do you balance that? Because part of being a musician, you're performing quite a lot. You're doing mm. gigs around the country, but mm. you're also in a space where you're growing and having to hibernate yourself. So yeah. how, what is that like having to grow while under being such a huge people public spotlight? See. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm still pretty much struggling with the balancing. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I will not lie and say, no, I got this. I got this. I'm, I'm learning, like I'm trying to like social media, um, when people see me on the street, um, what I show people of my life. Yeah. Um, like those kind of things. But the one thing that I am is myself. Yeah. So at least that I got that down and I'm like, okay, that, that's good. Yeah. But then now how do I balance the, Obviously, myself is not the same self that's on stage. Yeah. You know, that's kind of. It's like the brand self. Yes, it's, it's the, the, the brand self. And the personal life self. Yeah, so I yeah. try and I, I, I speak to people and, but Amanda, you cannot show. And I remember coming in, I'm like, I'm an open book, man. This is me. Yeah. But now like, I'm learning that I obviously cannot show everything yeah. about myself. So, yeah. it, man, it's tricky. It's damn it's <laughs> tricky. tricky. Also, I think for me, the biggest part is that like Ndilit Kaba from Eastern Cape, number one. <laughs> no. So, number two, when people are telling me personal life, be this, I'm like, I'm me. Like, yeah. don't tell me I need to split who I am. Can't. So, I remember going in through the industry for five years, just like talking about everything about my life from my depression, yeah. my parents' divorce. And then you oh, start wow. to realize that you as self, you have people around you as well, like family yes. and friends. And sometimes you can also not be conscious that everything you say yeah. when you bring yourself can also affect them. Oh, definitely. And then also mm. sometimes I feel like I was in denial that my life has changed because you yeah. you never see fame coming. It's mm -hmm. never like today you're it. famous. It's, 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 it's you working consistently, doing your interviews, doing mm, your shows, mm, mm. releasing the song. Working but, on your craft. Yeah, the song takes six months to blow up. So by the yeah. time everyone feels you've blown up, you've been like, but I've been at you've this like, for <laughs> such a long time. Yeah. So now you don't realize that life has changed. So you're still doing things like you were Amanda Black three years ago. And then you realize, but ish, ish, it's not the same. <laughs> like, it's not the same. So do you think that's been tricky for you? Like your friends and family where you've thought about, okay, actually... I am a public figure now, so I have to realize, okay, it also affects them much mm. as it affects me, but also I need to look after my soul and me. I have to keep reminding myself. Yeah. I have to keep remembering because I'm still me. Yeah. A very big part of me is still very much me. So every now and then, I have to filter what I say. Yeah. You know, even like, I'll talk about social media because it is a, a funny and a very a big part of yeah. this fame of ours. Isn't it, <laughs> isn't it weird? Don't you sometimes sit back and you're like, this platform is fucking Yo, weird. Like, like how people talk, what they say. It is crazy. Yeah. And now for as a person and when it comes to my family, I'm not like secretive about how yeah. I view my family views and how yeah. much I love my family. But then in that same breath, I still have to shield them. Yeah. So it's it tricky because I'm like, I love my family. My yeah. mom detailed this story. Then I'm like, Oh, come back, come back, come back. And yeah. it's so quasi because I can't show a lot of it. I need to shield them Yeah. because there are things that I can take. I can yeah. take people saying things about me. I can take people having negative views about me. I can, I can take all of that, yeah. but I have to try yeah. I'm not gonna lie here. I never used to deal with that very well. Like people even today, people <laughs> say to me, but wow, like you're being dragged on Twitter, did you see? Oh wow. It still affects me. I'm not gonna pretend yeah. like oh, I don't feel anything. It still it still affects me because the thing for me that's tricky yeah. about social media is that in life you number one, you're a human being. Yeah. And as a human being, you live your life with purpose. Mm -hmm. So with you, your purpose is music. But that purpose doesn't exist without the actual person. And the person is consistently growing. So mistakes yes. are happening. Fuck-ups are happening. Oh, yeah. Miscommunications are happening. Like, because you're in a space where you're consist consistently having to figure your life out. And also, most people think success is a destination. Mm -hmm. Like, Amanda Black is a musician. There she's done. Where mm -hmm. you're also still developing where Amanda Black as a musician is going. Mm -hmm. So there's certain, you know, career decisions you have made yeah. where you've like, fuck, I shouldn't have actually done that. Yeah. But what's weird about social media is that you get judged for being human. 
Well, yes. You get dragged for being a human. And, and it's funny, the same people that judge you, they have. So it's, so it's weird mistakes. because you're like, but you're also human. You're also <laughs> making mistakes. Yeah. How am I different? So social media, to a certain extent, it makes it feel like people own you. They want to own your opinions. They want to own your decisions in life. So it's like, oh, why would you do that, Amanda? Like, how dare you? And you're like, but <laughs> this is my decision. So you're also then caught yeah. in the space between you care about your community, of course, because mm-hmm. that's who cons- consumes your music. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, actually, I don't give a fuck about your opinions because at the end of the day, admire me for the music. Mm. That Outside of that music, that's my life. Yeah. But then at a certain extent, it's like they feel like they have ownership yes. in that. Yeah. It's a tricky thing because, I mean, like I said, I try to like get some knowledge from people that have been in the industry forever or, you know, that know, well, and only to find that them being in the industry for 10 years, they're still trying to figure it out. And now I know you're busy. I feel like often and not, I, I, I tell myself and my mom keeps telling me, forgive yourself. Oh, you're not going to be perfect. And you can't control yeah. other people's thoughts, other people's opinions of you. So it's it's a tricky thing to to grab a hold of and be like, okay, this is how it is, yeah. and this is how I should act. Oh, it's it, it's impossible. It's impossible yeah. because you never know what you say, the effect. Because in a way that you think, okay, no, yeah. this is the right way. Another person is gonna take it totally yeah. different, or your actions are totally gonna be something. Yeah. Devious or something crazy for someone else yeah. And you can't control it yeah. That's the thing I also think another thing Like your insecurities can easily play out on social media I oh, think I discovered yes. that like I've always wanted to be a people pleaser Through social media yeah. And I think that's why I cared so much about what, what people what thought Because I was like I want to help young black you know, business yeah. people I want to do the best I can yeah. That's my purpose, that's my intention yeah. But then you start to learn that It's not as easy as that sounds Like business is fucking hard so some things fail, some things don't fail, and yeah. then people are like, yeah, that thing that failed, you fucked up. Yeah, and then, and then you're like, it. but that was never the intention <laughs> to get it fucked up. So yeah. I've I've come. The biggest advice I've gotten was actually from Somizi, and Somizi was like, dude, whether you do something good or whether it's bad, they'll always talk. Yes, and you have to understand that once you respond to one, you're gonna respond, you to, respond all to, to all of them. All of them. And that is a problem. And that is not going to put you in a healthy space. Yeah. The healthy space is engage on your purpose. The purpose is yeah. so with you, your purpose is music. You know, that's where people should engage you yeah. on music. That's what yes. you should answer to the music. That's yes. what you give to the public. Anything else they talk about is none of their business. Yeah, but yeah, but then conversation, yeah, but what? And yeah. Just stay out of it. Yeah. So let me ask you, so two years in the industry, what's been your major high? Like high as in, when was that moment where you like, I'm pinching myself. Oh my God, this is happening. Like, damn, like I've arrived. And what has been, I wouldn't say disappointment, but what's the one thing you looked at in, your, in the music business? You're like, ah, this is actually a lie. Hey, I didn't think this is how this thing goes. Actually, it's a, it's, it's not the real thing. It's not the thing. It's not the thing that people think it's the thing. He, you, yeah, the question it was layer. It's, it's, I feel like deep. you have a thesis. No, no, I'm trying to end it. I just need to make a show. If we're not in God, if we're not in God, but okay, the high. Let's talk, okay, wait, let me talk about the low. For me, a lot of things, and it's something that I want to impart or, uh, or teach my younger self and younger people that are looking at us. And, and luckily, this at, is a platform yeah, to do that. And be like, yo, and Funbang Amanda. Uh, without obviously getting into a lot of detail, but it's not as easy as it looks. Mm. One from the outside, I was like, "Yo, tutula, so famous, It's it's like any career choice. You get there, and it's not what you yeah. expect. It, like you said, the success is not a destination. So when when you look at it, you're like, "Oh, when I'm famous and successful, difficult." You never arrive. Bitches have arrived. You never arrive. That's why I'm saying to you that I'm growing. Yeah. Because I can never get to a point where like I'm done. God's work it. in progress. Yeah. Like I did it. I made it. Look, last year was a great year for me. I won awards and some things that I've dreamt about. Uh, summers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like things happened. I was nominated BETs. I was like, you might need, did you I, I'm here. I'm there was here. a time I thought you had a tender for these award shows. <laughs> No, what I would saying? be at a gig. Amanda's performing. Amanda's performing. Amanda's. I'm like, jeez, Man. girl, like, relax. Cape Town. Amanda's. Po- I'm like, what? Everywhere. There was a time where I was like, no, you've got you and Shakaina. 
literally like you two it's not even like that if if like if if it's not you both at an event it's either her or you it's timing yeah and we don't we don't and we obviously don't control it all we did was do what we had to do perfect our craft well it's not perfect but we are working on it yeah so what we did we went into studio okay the normal you know went into studio created music experienced things created music and that was our job. Yeah. And then the rest was up to fate and God. And then it just blew up. It just blew up. Yeah. And now, for, so what I'm saying is, hey, you never arrive. You have to keep on inventing yourself, reinventing yourself, yeah. I mean, and growing and allowing growth and allowing yourself to make mistakes. That's like the hardest mm. thing for me because I'm an incredible perfectionist. And especially yeah. when it comes to my music. But I find it very hard to forgive myself, yeah. you know, but I'm learning to. Yeah. And that's something that I, I keep on saying to people that, you know, that come up to me, like, look, you need to be able, you need to learn yeah. to forgive yourself. I think also like, I, I also think I've been through the same thing. And I mean, these guys are part of my team and it's, it's been this period of forgiving ourselves, yeah. you know, where it's like, so and, and the thing is, it's not just about the career, but it's also things in your personal life. Yeah. So there might have been certain, like, I know my parents divorced. I don't have a great relationship with my dad, but for a very long time, I carried my mom's burden on some, mm. like, I need to do, like, yeah. I'm the father now. And then yeah. I, and then I had to put myself in a position, be like, I forgive myself. That wasn't my fault. That yeah. was not my marriage. I am the son. That's yes. who I need to be. Mm. And also career wise, I mean, I dropped out of varsity because my parents couldn't afford it. And so half the business mistakes I've made, I mean, I've almost lost my business. I've lost money. And I used to be so angry and be like, fuck. Like, what was I thinking? It why did I not like, read that contract? I, like, I should have known better. And I'm like, and then I'd also, and then I'd sit in a position and be like, hey, Kunga, be not school. Yeah. Like, if I finished varsity, maybe I would have known not to do that. And so I used to carry this anger. And so also at the same time, it put me in a position where now I needed other people to approve of what I did because I feel like I have this shortfall of not Mm -hmm. being completely educated in fashion. And a lot of the people in fashion have gone to fancy fashion schools. (laughs) They've been editors for 15 years and you sit and then you come into the space where now you're consistently looking for validation and then these people are telling you actually you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And then now you, you now work from a, f- a place of revenge. So I feel mm-hmm. like for the last five years, I was working from a place of anger being like, I'm going to style the summers. I'm going to do the safters. I'm going to be Forbes 330. I'm going to travel the world. Wrong. I'm going to go chill with Virgil in Paris to show you that yeah. I can do it. But that's not sustainable. And did it make you happy? Not a, they, like, trust me, yeah. the craziest thing is I've, people look at like my life and, and think I've been the happiest ever. And even when I, I remember when I got Forbes, I was, I was in the summer's changing room crying. And the show was finished. Everyone said, I could, but I felt it didn't fill the void. Mm. It was the, actually the, the career highlights of mine have actually been my lows in my personal life, which I think is the craziest thing. And I can think you can relate as well, yeah. where you're going through so much pain at home or something is happening, but That's on stage, some, yeah, like big things Amanda, are happening. you have to smile, entertain the people, dance there. Eh. And that's why you need to focus on before I think before the brand, you as a human being, yeah. you need to focus on that. Yeah. You need to focus on that because you partner, you getting winning things and winning things and then at the end of the day you're still like, I'm not happy. Yeah. And that's the worst. Cool. So that was uh, the low. low. Yeah. And the high is every time I get on stage. The first time I got on stage and people were singing my song, I cried. Oh wow! Where was this? When, this when? was, oh jeez, when was it? I won again. I'm not going to dates, but okay. Obviously, after Amazulu blew up, blew up, I was like busy. But can I ask you a crazy question, man? And yes. this is something it's I'd ask Beyonce. Like, Oof. Beyonce. do you are you conscious of how talented and how powerful your voice is? And before Amazulu came out, so before then, you were not in the industry, whatever. Did you ever have doubt that it would blow up? Were you like, people might not even receive this? And yes. for me, if you have that doubt, it's like so crazy because your voice is so amazing. So like walk me through that before Amazulu comes out. What were the emotions? And when it did come out, how did those emotions change to give you more confidence to be like, actually, my shit is good. Like people are singing. I wasn't, I didn't even want the song to be released the way it was. I was like, I need to be recorded. I'm not happy. I was like, no, this, oh no, I, I didn't sing it. The, you know, 
I had so many doubts. I was scared. And yeah. if I didn't have people around me, like the team that was like, no, this is fine. Or, you know, somebody was like, look, you're not going to change anything. I think I would have ruined the song. Because yeah. I was like, and the, the beauty of it is that it was raw. You know, it was my emotions. Everything was, and for me, I was like, no, I should have, I didn't sing. My voice was not great. Yeah. You know, and even way before, you know, I feel, I, I guarantee you Beyonce has insecurities as well. Yeah. Cause we humans. When you sing, I'm like, you are, it's, it's too much. <laughs> and then because you're what? singing is not the kind of singing where it's background music. I don't know if you guys can agree. I mean, your producers here, it's the kind of singing where you're like, shit, like I'm feeling some type of way. So like, so like when I listen to her music, I'm always like, does this girl actually understand that God is singing through her? Do you actually understand? Like there, you're there are profiting moments. through music, literally. There are moments. There are moments. And you know what? You, you'd say I'm lying. When you, like you saying like, yo, you were touched and I was amazing. You'd find that more, some, sometimes I was like, yo, after the performance, I was like, I didn't do well. Yeah. It didn't do well. What happened to my voice? It gave up on me. I didn't give a performance. Yeah. Because we are so hard on ourselves, especially like a, lo- a lot of artists are very, very like artists like me that like I'm very, very serious about my craft. So I'm like, oh no, it, it wasn't perfect. It yeah. needed to be perfect, but it doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the most interesting thing actually. And if you guys are listening, so I always like to do this when I interview. Yeah. It's like it's almost like I'm a teacher in a class and you're like you're like a guest lecture. Okay. So I wanna put out the lesson. So guys, first lesson is it's never gonna be perfect. So don't sit there with your brilliant ideas or your songs, whatever it is that you're creating as a young black kid and think it needs to be perfect for it to be released. Start somewhere. Even if you can look you're gonna look back at it in five years and be like, Oh, that was actually shit. Rather start somewhere. And then believe. when you and you you get better by actually doing. Yes. Do you think you've gotten better? I've then gotten incredibly you, better. And you think if you hadn't started or released the song, you I'd wouldn't still be there. You still be there. I'd still be there till this day. Till this still day, tracked. I'd still be doing the same thing, singing the same way, not learning how to take care of my voice, not learning how to sing in a higher, how to sing. Look, I, I, yo, I've been through so many stages. If we have to talk about my voice, my voice, it has grown. Yeah. The past two years, I have been using it. I have been, I have been working more, working more. Yeah. But if I had not, when I, like two years ago, I'd still be there. Yeah. So guys, there, start somewhere. Amanda start had to start somewhere. somewhere. She wasn't happy with the song. I must, you must be saying, like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> but no, she wasn't happy. So the same emotions are there. Thirdly, yeah. practice to forgive yourself. Yes. Because forgiving yourself can hold you back. And I think with her journey, she's had to forgive herself for the mistakes. Like, you are not born with success is not a destination. No. So, and you're not born with a manual of how to carry certain things. And I believe that in life, I could tell you that I've done things this way, but yeah. at the end of the day is that your journey is your journey. Different. You know, you could take what I've applied and you might apply it might not, might not work. So yeah. sometimes I always feel like people's advice is great, but it's also like not a hundred percent because mm. you don't know the, the cards you've been dealt with yes. versus the other person. Different people, different experiences. Yeah, and and God has a plan for each of us. So our plans are all different. So now I'm trying to take what's been working for my plan or my Mm. journey to put it in your journey. Mm. That never really works. So guys, learn to forgive yourself. I'm going to play a song to give Amanda some breathing space. Um, <laughs> please do WhatsApp us questions on 0797482090. Ask her anything. She's on air. Um, she's unfiltered. She's chilling. She's. Not, I, I like to say she's not here as the musician. She's here as Amanda, the person. Yes. That's who I'm engaging with. And after this track, I want to talk to her about, you know, friendships, you know, like moving into the industry, what it, what it's been like for her to now have famous people want to befriend her or famous people want to work with her or be associated with her. But then you're like, Oh, I don't want to be associated with this person. Like there's been famous people who I'm like, Oh, you're just a bit controversial. <laughs> so I want to also ask her how she handles that. But most importantly, I want to talk about what has it been like for her, her experience versus her experience being a black woman. And versus before she was in the music business and with the challenges she was dealing with then and sort of how, what challenges is she dealing now in a male dominated industry and more so like what dreams does she have for young black girls of South Africa and some of the things she feels that girls should know in terms of music and the industry and you know, yeah, how she's using her platform to empower people. The song yes. I'm going to play actually, Amanda. Yeah, like there's always it? a story here. Like I like my show. Um, it's I like a, stories. It's a freestyle. <laughs> 
produced by Dex um, and um, TP, TP, right? Um, and it's, it's a new track. It's never been played before. I, I don't think I've heard it. I, I hear a lot of your music, but I want to play this on air. And guys, tell us what you think. I mean, I think Dex is like, I wouldn't say the next Timberland, but he's like the next 40. And 40 works to Drake. And Dex is a bit different. And I like his music. I think he's the future. Um, and he's long linking on WhatsApp and not WhatsApp, Instagram and Twitter. Guys, English and Mulal. But yeah, <laughs> not this the is, mother, yeah. Not the so this father. is Freestyle with Tippy and Dex. Um, yeah, we're still here with Amanda Black. Tweet us, Thread Exchange. Tweet her, Amanda Black SA. Unmuted, say what? Hey, I say. This is CliffCentral.com. So this is my brother, Anganati Beile, and this is actually his debut single with Dex as well. Tell me what you guys think about it. Uh, hit us up on uh, WhatsApp uh, as well as Twitter. This is CliffCentral.com. Yes, that is sweet, nasty. Young Shepherd Boy, Long Lincoln, Bongs. Like, what's this Bongs stage name? What is that shout, bro? Let me hear you. BGB. So it's BGB. <laughs> and I, yeah, Bongs does music, but actually Bongs is like a serious engineer, like serious engineer. And he's like moving to London and mm. doing all these nice things. Black people Do are doing thing, amazing guys. things. No, we need to. I think that's why I love my life. I feel like each time I feel like I want to give up or each time I'm like, things suck. I'm always like, let me consume something created by a fellow black person. Yeah. So I'll listen to your music. I'll listen to his music. And I'm like, yes, like other black kids are fighting. I'm going to fight. Yeah. So Amanda. Hello. Amanda. Yeah. How do you for me calling you? I don't know how to say it. Like sometimes when I see you, I'm, I want to be like, hello, Amanda. Like James Bond vibes. Like, hey, Why? Amanda. Hey, Amanda. You know, when you want to talk to your crush, you're like, Amanda, Amanda. So sometimes I never know what to say. Like, Amanda or Amanda. Look, just be yourself. Like, <laughs> or Amanda. Amanda. It's closer to some city. Amanda. Amanda. It's weird because I just close, like, when you're greeting. Yeah. Amanda. Yeah. But in English, it's like, hello. Um, hello. Amanda. 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 Where does that come from? Amanda Black. Uh, okay. This question, I love this question. Kamalam, we ID in the Amanda, Benedicta, and Tony. Ooh. Yes. Amanda, Benedicta, and Tony. <laughs> Damn. So why? Walk me, <laughs> so walk me through those names. Like, what do these names mean? Okay. So, oh. Oh, uh, what was the intention behind them? Yeah. Well, my mom, because I always ask her. She says, look. Amanda and Daktia Amanda. But then when I grew up I went and researched what my names mean. So my first name means it's not Kosa guys. I really do still want a Kosa name. I even told her yesterday. I was like, Mommy, I'm gonna give myself a Kosa name. So guys, we need a Kosa name for so, Amanda. Yes, she guys. actually is Kosa. And it, yes. Um so tweet us some names. <laughs> um The one I'm thinking in my mind is Nakulego, but that's a lot. That is a lot. Um, that's yeah. Okay. I feel like your music frees people. That's that's my oh, thinking. Wow. You freeing people. Nongkululeko. We are kululabando from their pains through your music. That is nice. That's that's that, that was deep. that was a like, good one. You took me there. Okay. Yeah. So my first name Amanda means uh, worthy of love. It's Ooh. Latin. Yeah. It's from Latin. Yeah. yeah. Origin. It's English. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It means worthy of love. And then uh, Benedicta, it's derived from Benedict, Saint Benedict from the Bible or from yes. Catholic. I'm Catholic, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it means blessed. Oh, wow. And then Fanny Amandiazge. Antoni. Suga Gude. It used to be spelled with an I-E. And then it was spelled yeah. with an I. Then it was spelled with a Y. So now you took your first name. And where does the black come from? Why Amanda Black? Yeah. So the black comes from... Uh, my understanding of who I am. So what happened was a few, many, many years ago, um, I sound, I'm making myself, myself sound old, but a few years ago, like she was in, 10 years old. Varsity, I get, okay. <laughs> I was not 10. I was not 10. But what happened was I grew up not loving myself. I grew up not loving being black. I grew up not loving, you know, I grew up very dark skin. I used to be darker than this. Yeah. So growing up was very like difficult for me understanding even just appreciating who I am because I grew up being teased. I mean, everybody gets teased, you know, but society back then it was all about 
beauty was de- was described as yellow white bone era. or yellow bone. That was yeah. it still is, but yeah, that was Drake. the time where. Hey, shoot Drake, what's more? Jangala <laughs> Drake made yellow bones trend everywhere, dude. So growing up was very difficult for me understanding where I actually fit. You know, understanding I hated myself when I looked in the mirror. I saw ugly. I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, "You're Andimbi," and that's what I was told at yeah. school. Do you think to a certain degree you were depressed about it? I I definitely was, but I didn't understand. I didn't yeah. know I was depressed, but I know that there were there were days where, and I used to have yellow bone friends, and I felt inferior to them. I felt like the boys would like them and they wouldn't like me, you know, and it was just, I felt ugly, you know, and society was telling me I'm ugly. They used to call me, eh, yeah. you know, I, always, always. So growing up around varsity, there, I don't know, there was like a light bulb moment where I was like, why am I black? Sort mm. of like it was like that that defining moment was like, but why am I black? Why am I dark skin? Ten him now. Why, why must me? I carry this burden yeah. of being an ugly dark skin girl? You know? And then I started doing research. Obviously, my mom always is telling me everybody in my family, like, yo, mshle, mshle, but you never kid because like that's but, my family. I mean, that's of course family. they have to. You they have can't to tell love me, me. <laughs> I'm ugly family. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to love me. So I did some research, man. I went down a path of of discovery. You know, mm. I don't know what sent me there, but it, it, I went there. I started learning about, I'm a cross. I started learning about black people, where, what, what it means, what the melanin means, what, what is melanin? You know, why am I dark and why are they light and why are they prettier than me? Because they're light and understanding where I come from, my people. I, yo, I discovered that I, I started growing a, a sense of love mm. and, Emma, and the first, I remember the first time I looked Espilini and I had no weave because I used to do yeah. weaves like around high school and I wasn't wearing a weave and my hair was natural and I had no makeup to cover up. And I was like, hey, um, yeah. you know, and that came from a sense of understanding of who I am. Yeah. So the black came in when I, I started, then they took my mother one morning. Teddy Kalamine and I started, you know, doing, doing the, dots. the dots. And that was way before uh, Amanda Black came. And I was like, this is me. Yeah. I love being on closer, you know, and I understood yeah. it. I understood what it meant. What it means and me. why black being people black are is beautiful. Not a weakness. It's, it's, it's a strength. Not. We and are the world had told you it's a weakness. Oh, yeah. We're incredibly powerful people, Jonga. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. We're okay. literally gods on earth. De- like, well, legit. I mean, Jabandu, yeah. I, I know that's controversial. It, it is like, controversial, and it's too, it's too deep for a lot of people like, to grasp. Because if it just you can't like, grasp it, don't grasp it. But it just black like people like, are gods, uh, and black people Utiko are, gives us the downloads. Like, John like, yeah, that's a story. Like, if I had to then. make it in a, t- I'll be like, <laughs> Utiko, Steve Jobs. We are the Apple products. Like, we are a piece <laughs> of Steve Jobs. Like, yeah, I agree. Understand? Like, yeah. we've been built to last. We are expensive. Yeah. Do you like? That sounds extreme. Like that sounds like a, quite a painful transition. Yeah, you know, and I think and to I'm a still si- on it. and you're still on it, and also on top of that, you being teased for being black. Yeah, and then on top of that, you're a woman. That's another that's struggle. Another, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a, another that's struggle. another struggle. And wow. like right now, I mean, I also believe that healing is also a journey. You yes. know, and. Since entering the industry, do you think there's been moments that have prevented that healing process for you? Because I think as you grow older, you get more confident within yourself. I mean, by the time you're 30, you're going to be like Erica Badu level of like, fuck everybody. I'm hot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I love Erica. I, I follow Erica, but Erica Badu will no, Instagram herself bold. Like, I'm yeah. black. I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. Fuck off if you don't like me mm-hmm. type of thing. And I feel like you're going to go there. So like... Right now, like going through now entering the industry, and I mean, the industry literally finds your insecurities. I feel like if you're battling with image issues, the industry will make you confront because some though people will come like, Yeah, you're ugly, you're black, you're this, being the public eye. So, do you think there were times in the music industry where you felt like you were going back to that space, or a a piece of that space was sort of touched, or a button was clicked, and you're like, Oh my god, like I can feel that pain, like in there? Every now and then, obviously, anybody who comes and says, look, this is me. Every now and then, there's things that happen that question that. Yeah. And it is, that's why you have to look within yourself. That's why you have to be strong. In First, I always used to tell, I still tell young girls that, understand who you are. If you yeah. don't know it, 
look for it inside yourself because if you look for it in the world Mm. You will never find it. What you'll find is what the world wants you to be. Yeah. So every now and then, I'm not going to lie, it is questioned. Yeah. It is it is challenged. It is... Dude, I know I'm different. I know that, nah, and that's all I want to be. I'm black and that's all I want to. Yeah. And that's what I want the people to see when they look at me. Yeah. But every now and then, you look at TV. Still, things things are trying starting to transform but they're still very backwards yeah. in terms of standards of beauty. And we're still fighting that as, yeah. as dark skinned black girls, we're still fighting that as black women, yeah. we're still fighting yeah. um, how they think, want us to be. I even think like for me, the most painful part, and I think it's one of the reasons why I'm so vocal within my space of fashion is that yeah. we say that beauty is all inclusive and we say, yeah, we want curvy women, we want plus size, but it feels as though even in this place of plus size, we still segregate. But yes. this is the kind, is of, the pla- kind of, of plus size, size we, want. we want. This is the kind of black we want. It's, and I, and even in fashion, it's like, okay, we black is a new thing in fashion. We want like Nigerian black thin models. That's black. And it's then like, it's, they choose what they want. It's like, like, okay, you want plus size. Okay, we want this kind of plus size. Or yeah. you want dark skin girls. This is the kind of dark skin girl that we want. We don't yeah. want you. you. You don't fit. Yeah. You understand? It's still, it's still driving the image of perfection. Yes. It's like, let's find a perfect plus size person. Like, mm. their hips must be like that. Like, mm. I sit even in fashion all the time where sometimes I look at these plus size <laughs> models on Instagram and I'm like, that's not plus. This is like, you know what I'm saying? This is not too thick. Yeah. This is yeah. not even plus. This woman is ripped. She has a six pack, but they're saying she's plus side. But what about a flat belly? Like a non flat belly? Mm. You know, what about, you know, legs that are not balanced the usual way? What about people who have, you know, no breasts because they have to take them out because of cancer? So yeah. it still feels like even with beauty standards, um, yeah. we're still segregating when we want plus size. We try to find the perfect yes, the model, perfect the perfect criteria for plus mm. size. If we want, mm. you know, African women, yeah. we still want to look for the perfect yes. African women. African women have colors mm. that go from gray to yellow, like the spectrum of skin, yeah. you know, the, the ring, the hair, everything. Jogger. So I still feel that like we're still very much guilty of, we'll say we are inclusive, but then we're still what inclusive is. of what we want, mm. not necessarily what, what is. is what the reality of what there mm. is, mm. what there is. Definitely. So. Now, being in the industry and being a black woman, what is that like? In all honesty, what is being a black woman in the industry and being so young in the industry, what is that like? It's tricky. I think I've used that word a lot in this interview. Because <laughs> that's how, that, yeah. that, for me, that's how the industry is. It's tricky. And you need to, you constantly, as well as you never find your balance. So for me, I'm not one, coming in the industry and already knowing who I am. Like I said, it gets challenged a lot of the time. And also trying to, there's points where you have to fit in. You have to try and fit in. And then there's points where you can't fit in because yeah. you need to change to fit yeah. in. You need to give up a lot of yourself yeah. to fit in. Kutua, this is the industry. That's what they said I to women. And I've seen this manipulation before, yes. especially like it happens a lot to record labels. Especially when it comes to fashion, because for women, it, it, I think that's where they attack us. Just yesterday, Lady Zamar was trending because of what, she, because wore, of what she wore. So that's what she wants to wear. Yeah. And she was beautiful, but because Kutua, no, you need to be like this. And it's so tiring that people yeah. telling us how women and how black women should act and how black women should wear. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm going to wear whatever I want. Yeah. And that's the thing, especially for South African black artists, women. I, we are not put in the same yeah. standards as American artists. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I bought Gigi Lamene being attacked for their style. You know, Gutwa, she dresses like she picks up boys, like she picks up, what is she that? picks up girls for a living. But like, now, and then you don't say anything, you look up to them. Dude, there are 40 year old men in the industry who dress like they're 25. No one talks but about no one that. Says anything no about one talks, that. No one talks about that. That like there's some dudes who are 45 years old who dress like they play PlayStation for a living. And no one. Ex- ex- <laughs> it looks <laughs> like this. I'm not gonna mention any names, but I mean my no, E. Come on, names. dog. My E, please, bro. Like no, you all have to be my dad. Like dude. do you know what I'm saying? Like there's some artists that I grew up watching, and then now I'm like, dog. Like you're in the club next to me dressing like how I'm dressed, but you're like 45. What's happening? No one talks about that. Do you get what I'm saying? But yeah, we go but to women 
a young woman who's 25. They, they the, like, literally look at it, and then they pick certain things one by one. We're human beings, yeah. yo. Like, as much as you can say, no, it doesn't affect me. To have people scrutinize you, especially your body. Like you said, everybody has insecurities. Yeah. But, and then they're not going to be happy about yeah. that. But all I'm saying is, we are not judged by the same stick as, as international artists, one. And we are not judged by this, especially with the women with the men that we are up against apparently you know yeah. what i'm saying so it, it's it's this whole thing of pitting us against each other yeah and so also i think the most unfair thing about like especially with women and what i've seen you can correct me if i'm wrong yeah i mean I, i'm not a woman so i can't exactly own those struggles they're not mine yeah. but i always feel like women are always challenged especially within music industry to compete on the same level yes. of, uh, as men but then you but then it's like how can they compete on the same level if they're not treated the same so men in record labels get away with a lot. Men are yes. to, men tend with. to be more trusted. Like, yeah, that's your image. It's cool. Okay, you smoke weed. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine we'll accept you... that. If you do that, that's cool. We can work around that. Like, yeah. if you want girls backstage. Now, imagine as a hip-hop artist, you're a female and you want niggas backstage. Yeah, you want because, men around you. Yeah, because you know how men are in the industry they want? Yeah, they'll be like, we need these these women around us. Imagine that Gigi Lamaine walks into a set. She's like, I want 20 guys around me and they, and they must look hot. Got to, they're gonna call her they're a hoe. Gonna call her yeah, names. she's she's the, she's a hoe. She's, but but for guys, it looks cool. Record labels will say no, like girl, change your image, like show a bit of cleavage, maybe like you dress like you like you're too old, like you're change aging your yourself. But mm. like no one talks mm. about how forty year old men look like twenty year olds, which is creepy. <laughs> this one is fine. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no one talks about that. Like I'm yo. No one talks about like, that. Like like yo, like yo, my dude, like yo. Slicker, whatever, or whoever hip hops. I'm not saying this is true, ah. but no one will say to a hip hop artist like, "Yo, AKA, listen, bro, bro, um, you're dressing a bit too old. Like, bring it down. Or you're dressing a bit too young. Bring it." No, no one will say that. No. So that also, I feel that that so yes, it's not unfair. It's just like how men can just wear sneakers, jeans, and a top, and then buy it to an event, and it's okay. And then Tina, no, we figure a lot topping a makeup, our hair, and. Can we just? Yeah. Can we just be like all empty pitch up with alcohol at events, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's so cool, trap life." Now let me bring. I- imagine, a imagine in, you, Peter, by the purple, good touches on drugs. Sure, it's not, it won't even be alcohol, but okay, let's just, uh, dude. Yeah. Now, Double how- standards that I think a lot of a lot of women give up on the fight because a lot of women are not together. Yeah. So I'm saying, yeah, no, it needs to change. It needs to. I can't do it alone. Yeah. So what happens is I fight, I fight, I try to rally up women because obviously I can't fight the fight alone. But yeah. a lot of women give up on it because they end up fighting alone yeah. because I, entity, we're supposed to compete against each other. So yeah. that's what happens. They pit us against each other and you end up having four or 10, 20 hundreds of isolated women who complain about the same thing, but are never on the same page. And so for this is a very key question. I mean, I consider you not only someone who's relevant right now, but I look at you as a future of the music industry. Thank you. Um, you know, I look at people like about Tanya Summers why and I think within the next couple of years you're gonna be one of those people when our kids are growing up or whatever. So for you, when you look at your career over the next twenty years, what does the emancipation of women look like in music? You know, because you've been saying for such a long these things have been happening even since Abu Lebo Matos yes, are around they had to deal with this. You know, Abu Brenda Fasi were raped by music execs. Like a lot of crazy shit that has happened up until this point where women are consistently scrutinized about how they live their lives, especially in the entertainment and music industry. Yeah. When I, when you look at the next 10 years, what do you think, as men, we can play a part in changing the system, number one? Number two, how do you work on healing the scars of women being pitted against each other? You know, How do you think this issue not necessarily be solved in one day it's not going to happen over one day or one mm. year it's going to take mm. a, a, a long period of time a long time you know what do you think needs to happen do you think record labels need women as CEOs as execs maybe oh, yes. for change to happen how do you see that process playing out okay I'm seeing okay first the first question was how do men play a role men need to respect women um yo and obviously, I have Define no direct. What is. That's the thing. Because I have as no... men, we think if I say you're beautiful, that's what I think. As a man, if I'm complimenting you, I'm respecting you, and that's not respect really. It's commenting no. on your looks. Yeah, it's just it. So yeah. when you talk about men respecting women, 
Give us a because we're educating people. Give me a practical idea, even an example of what that looks like. I feel as if men need to well, okay respect themselves because the the one thing the trend it is it's a it's a actually crazy trend that. If we have to talk about what's happening between the, the women and, and the men of South Africa right now, yeah, we we cannot go about this discussion and not talk about how abuse is happening and, and killing of women is happening. And dude, I don't even, I can't even say, okay, this is the reason why it's happening. Yeah. Which is why I cannot say this is the solution yeah. because we do not know why. We have a little bit of ideas, but we cannot pinpoint exactly why all of this is happening. We cannot pinpoint why women, for years and years and years and years of, I want to use a big word, patriarchy, that has befallen our societies. How do we go about, now I'm asking the question, how do we go about reversing that? How do we go about healing that? Yeah. I find it, I, I, I cannot, I'm not learned in that specific discussion. What I know is experiences that I've been through and what I see. And I'm like, what what can be done to change this? Yeah. What can be I done to change this? I also think the biggest problem I think I think is that we don't, as men, we don't hold each other accountable. Never. So, <laughs> if, if Dex here slaps you as a guy, I'm like, yo, Dex, that's not cool, bro. Don't do that again. And then Dex will be like, nah, I won't do it again. But no one knows if when you go home, he's not going to do it again. So it's a thing of, even amongst men, it's a tricky situation for me to tell another dude, by yo, it's easy to say, dude, yo, this is bad. But does that hold him accountable not to do it again? And no. most of the time is that when a nigga does it, we should call the cops. Because then well, yes. if someone calls the cops, I mean, everyone's afraid to go to jail. So of course that's going to... Automatically. Gonna, but no one be. does that. And you find that also as men, we are also someone's brother, someone's yes. sister. So if I had to slap someone, my sister sees it. I know my sister wouldn't call the cops. She would just tell me, freak out on me or slap me herself. Mm. But then it still doesn't change the fact that I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, it doesn't confront the act. It doesn't confront it doesn't the act. And also it. as men, there's this like tough energy of... Dude, I'm my own man. This is my life. Where do you enter Ngenapi between me? Ngenapi when I'm me and my girlfriend? Like, must yeah. I punch you now? Like, must I shoot you now? So there's, so I think that's where the problem is. I think the problem is around the systems of how men operate. And that hasn't been challenged yet. Because all of us tweet, like, fuck abuse, screw abuse. We speak out about abuse. But yeah. when it happens, it happens in a personal setting. So if your brother beats up someone, yeah. as Amanda Black, are you getting your brother arrested? That is no that's where it gets tough. That's because everyone who's abusive comes from a family of some sort. Men are the only people that know why they do these things. Yeah. We as women cannot force all we can do is rally each yeah. other. That's yeah. the that's the that's the thing. We cannot we can't hold you account- accountable. The only way we can make you hold yeah. you know, get accountable is is by for enforcing it and forcing it. But at the end of the day, men, you yourself are the only people that know why these things are happening. Yeah. Why men are abusing women. Men, the man who's abusing is the only re- person yeah. that will know why they're doing those things. Yeah. And men don't talk about these things. We don't. We, and we cannot think, engage you in a conversation where you guys don't engage yourself in yeah. conversations such as that. Fine. And I've hung around with men. I, I grew up as a tomboy, you know, and yeah. I listen to the conversation, you know, that boys have, you know, that men have. And, and, and it's never about the serious things. It's never about uh, Machita, Elena, Elena, it's happening. Uh, what do I do? Or let's discuss how we yeah, change. As men, we won't Those sit discussions around, don't we happen. Won't, as men, like, we won't sit in a temple like, oh, my nigga, why are you depressed? Like, how are you, you, know you, you being emotionally? And, where and I think women have, and I think women have, be, and I think that's where the problem is, is that like for yeah. centuries, women have been programmed to fit a certain role. So women are expected to be motherly. Women yeah. are groomed to be emotional. To be and, emotional. and men are groomed. No, you must be hardcore. Be hard. Like, you know, like women are bitches, yeah. you know, like she must never win type of thing. Where, she. so that's why I listen to female conversations. I'm always surprised because, like a girl, you know, a woman will have a team like, friend, how are you doing? And she'll be like, I'm mm. fine. She'll be like, but how are you doing, friend? What's like, happening? how are you feeling? Yeah. Like, I saw you posted this on Instagram. It seemed like, I can't imagine like Dex telling me like, yo, bro, I saw that post on Instagram. was what's a bit too on? emotional. <laughs> Emotionally, what's, what's happening? You know mm. what I'm, Dex mm. is looking at my post thinking, yo, those, that, those clothes look dope. Yeah, He's not worried about the caption where women like pay attention. And I think. We need to start grooming men differently. Yes. And I think that starts at home. Like, as, as, and I think we're not going to stop what has happened. I don't think there's a way of looking and be like, this is, I think for us, it starts with us. So what am I teaching in my household with my brothers? What am I teaching to my dad who operates in that system? You know what I'm saying? To Mm -hmm. say, no, dad, actually, that's not acceptable. I don't accept that. That's not my life. Mm -hmm. And how do I then 
put that into my kids. I think that's where the start is. And most importantly, being partners with women. I think we always see women, we always say women are our partners, but it's always like we see women as our companions, as men. We don't see them as partners. It's always like, she's my she's my better side she's my she's my left hand she she behind so behind every, every great man, man there's a, a great woman. Be, why is must she behind why, why can't she, she be behind? next to me? so even that oh. like changing that ideology that woman yeah. can hold the same shares in a household well, emotionally yes. work-wise and everything wise there's mm. no role she there's the same way you have a role of providing for your family through work she's also gonna provide through work yes the same way you want her to cook now you must cook yes. so i think it starts there for me it personally. does definitely we cannot we can't we can't go back that yeah. thing we need to accept it we can't go back and fix things back then yeah what we need to do now is look at the uh, problems and find solutions for them yeah, that's it. Because it is easy to say, "Yo, men, men are trash." It's it, but it doesn't change anything. Yeah, it doesn't change anything. It let's further isolates, especially because as black people. I think that's it further what, divides us. I think that's what pains women because, like, you can treat tra- men are trash, but at the same time, one day you want to have a husband. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and nothing has still, changed. Yeah, you just means, made a different men. Men still have to co-build with women. Yes. Yeah. Let me ask one last question. I think we're running out of time. I hate this. <laughs> and I like doing this. Like, I'm not, you know how, I'm not going to ask you what project you're working yeah. on. No, I'm not. You have a minute, not even a minute, however long you feel. Okay. What do you want to tell the world right now before we close the show? And and before you say, and after you say that, please then tell us where people can find you, engage with you. Where can after, they find, yeah, after you've said. <laughs> okay. So right now in three, two, one, what do you want to tell the world? Right now. Ah, I want to tell the world. Okay. Firstly, I was saying to my mom yesterday that I feel like yeah, the way things are happening, the way everything is just wrong and going bad. Yeah. There's good things, but there's like bigger things like we're dying And a lot of those things, you know, women are being raped. Especially, I'm now. I will forever be speaking on the side of a woman yeah. because I am a woman. Yeah. Um. So what I have to say to the world is, we need transformation. We need to. We cannot live the way our parents were living. So we need transformation. We need to. I'm going to reiterate the things that I've said. We need to start forgiving ourselves as women. We need to find new ways of approaching situations, and we cannot just allow things to happen to us anymore. Yeah. You understand? So we need to be proactive. We need to do things. And most importantly, I know it sounds like a broken record because a lot of people have said it. Women need to stand together. And I will say this until I die and find solutions, find ways of how to do it. Cool. And yeah. And Thank- don't ever give up on your dreams. And I'll say this. Amanda is Amanda Black on social media. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> Black me. SA. Um, <laughs> please, please find her guys. And thank you so much for having yeah. me. I think you're such an amazing soul. And, um, I'm so excited to, to work with you. And I'm also so excited to see where you go. Um, and, um, whenever you need my support, especially around like getting like niggas in in line, I'm always, (laughs) I'm always ready. I'm Shaka Zulu. I'm always ready. Amanda, thank you so much. And uh, thank you everyone for for listening. This is the Thread Exchange live with Siabile. This is cliffcentral.com.